This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be? A master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. It's me, Dave Thomas, and today I'm here with Joe Jacks from Tight Spot Quivers. We're going to talk to Joe here about all about Tight Spot, how it came to be, and uh, how it got so popular so fast. Joe, how you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Dave. How about yourself? Listen, man, all I really want to know is, how did you guys come up with such a cool quiver? <laughs> and a very fishing <laughs> lots, quiver. <laughs> lots, lots of R&D. Oh, uh, I'm sure. You know, it, it uh, it was a long process. Uh, a lot of guys involved with it. Um, there was uh, a lot of input from, you know, some people who were in this in the industry, and input from uh, bow hunters who were hardcore and, and getting after it, and, and uh, got a lot of feedback. And uh, lo and behold, we were able to come up with a product uh, that we thought was was a great product and new innovation. Came to the market uh, in 2009, and that's. Uh, been growing and growing every year since yeah i mean when i look at quivers and you know when tight spot came around i just remember um i just remember being like uh you know really tight to the bow like the the arrows were closer to the bow than most and uh uh people seemed to catch on quickly about it i I felt like um it kind of went ballistic quick i mean people you know were i mean it's obviously a premium product it's not like the cheapest thing you can buy by any means it's a premium product uh, but it didn't seem to stop stop you guys. People are still buying them left and right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we first came out with it, uh, the biggest hurdle was uh, trying to educate the people about the price um, and, and the product itself and why it was so expensive. Um, and just seeing a tight spot quiver on the shelf and the packaging really doesn't do it justice. But once you get it on a bow and you can actually show somebody how tight it fits to the bow and how much adjustment uh, there is with it, it really, really sells itself once you can do that. So. Absolutely, man. It's it's such a great product, and I think that people don't realize. It. I mean, until they actually try it, it's very hard to kind of understand it. But basically, it's going to fit nice and tight to your bow. And what that means is you don't have it like sticking out super far by any means, any way, shape, or form. It's very tight. It's got the quick uh, arrow release on the back, so you can pop an arrow quick um, right towards you, not away from you, so it comes towards you. Um, and when you're spot stalking, it's like an amazing product for that. And, the, you know, I think it, it kind of shows that, though. Like when you guys look at your website and you see all of the gold awards that you guys have won, even some of BHP over the years, I mean, it, it's pretty, you know, uh, it, it's pretty well known that it's the best quiver in the industry. I mean, it's literally top notch. I mean, you guys in development this year, well, I guess, tell us what's new, I guess. Well, uh, we've got a couple of items that are new this year. Uh, probably the thing that sticks out the most is our new seven arrow quiver. Um, and that quiver, I, I'm particularly proud of myself. Um, it was, you know, kind of one of those things that uh, came by accident. 
um, where messing around with the, the five arrow quiver, you, you know, we were able to stack two arrows in, <coughs> in the five arrow quiver in the gripper, one over the top of the other. Um, obviously, then your, your fletching is smashed together and then your arrows are touching and it, obviously it's, it's not the way it was intended to be run. But um, So I thought, well, why can't we make a deeper gripper and uh, add two extra arrows in between the, the carbon rods? Um, and so that's what we did with the seven arrow quiver. So the overall size of it is roughly the same size as the five arrow. Uh, the overall weight is only 43 grains heavier than the five arrow. So you're really not compromising much by going to the seven. Uh, you're just basically adding the weight of your two extra arrows. Um, and uh, it's a pretty slick system and, and uh, it's going over really well. The, the seven arrow quiver, we're, we're having trouble keeping in stock. So. People seem to like to have a decent amount of arrows out there. I'm actually the opposite. I prefer to go very minimal, like three to four. But some people are big on like getting seven and, you know, five. And um, even when I have a five, I tend to just put four in, is my point. Um, everybody's different. You know, for me, I use eight arrows total a year. I'll do four practice and four hunting. Uh, and, and sometimes I'll take a. One of the practice ones is one of my hunting and leave the hunting like sealed up in my box so it's brand new and i take on the honey the you know practice ones out with like a game head on it you know small game head or an extra broad head that's like you know if i have to take a second shot or something um but yeah i mean it, it seems like everybody's got huge variety but so hey anyhow keep going sorry <laughs> yeah you know it, it uh with the seven arrow quiver a lot of guys they will only put five arrows in it Some guys who maybe are going on a backcountry hunt or something like that they're uh, taking a couple of extra judos to shoot grouse or something like that. So it, it has a lot of versatility to it, and uh, a lot of guys are really excited about it. So. Uh, we do have a three-arrow version that we came out with uh, two years ago. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. They, we, get, we get one guy who will call up and they'll say, hey, I'm going on a seven-day backpacking trip uh, on an elk hunt, and I want to go in as light as possible. What's the lightest thing you have? Yeah. You know, we have the three arrow quiver. It's three ounces lighter and, and uh, four inches shorter than our five arrow version. And I say, perfect, I'll take it. Five minutes later, we'll get a guy who calls up and he says, hey, I'm going on a seven day backpacking elk hunting trip and I want to have as many arrows as I can have. How many arrows do you have? And I go, well, now we have the seven arrow. <laughs> so it's really personal preference. Um, a guy who is doing the same type of hunt may uh, have a dis- different necessity for. Uh, what it is that they want to use so uh, we're, we're trying to cover all bases as best as possible and, and uh, those items seem, seem to be covering them pretty well for sure and i think that for me like um i actually use the five and the three and uh what i do personally is when i hunt my local spots that are like literally 20 minutes from my house or like my you know some of the guys hunt their backyards they'll take a three you know they don't need anything major but if i was going on some sort of expedition of course i'd want the seven i'd want as many as i can get <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen yeah. or what you need you know i mean there's you know, I, I've had times where I've hunted hog before and, and emptied a quiver, you know, because they're just come from every direction. You hit them a couple times. They're just such a beast, you know. Um, but uh, so these, I'm looking at the, the, the website with the specs on here now. So the five arrows, 9.9 ounces, uh, which is very light. I mean, I think personally, I mean, that's pretty light. And the threes, 6.86 you guys have on here. Uh, and the seven only being 10, which is not much of a difference. So I think that uh, I can see that it wouldn't be a huge difference to go to 7 to 5. I guess if, if that's the case, you're better with the 7 no matter what because then at least you can um, add the arrows later if you need them, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the overall design of it, like I said, is not compromising by going from the 5 to the 7. You can add those two extra arrows if you need it. 
Um, I, one of the notes that I will make is that the seven arrow only comes in three different colors, whereas the five, I think we have ten different colors. Um, so you're kind of limited there as far as uh, what you might want. And, you know, the fact of the matter is is that when somebody walks into a pro shop and they see the three quivers sitting on the shelf, they're already going to have a pretty good idea on the back of their mind on what they're going to want. Um, and the five-arrow quiver is probably going to be uh, the, the top of the line, the number one quiver that people are going to want to buy. Um, yeah. Just because they've already got a preset in their mind that that's what they want. So. It's pretty interesting how many um, colors you guys have on the five. It's actually impressive. I'm looking at it right now. It just like keeps going through the colors. It's, it's so impressive. Um, there's so many options here. What 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 led to that decision? I guess to have the variety of colors like that. You know, in 2009 when we first came out with it, we we had two patterns. We had lost camo and real tree APG. Uh, took it to uh, the Matthew show, was a pretty big hit, and we had a few folks there who were asking for an all-black version. Then we went to ATA, and we were just bombarded by guys who just said, I want all black, I don't want the camo patterns. And uh, so we added all black within, you know, about a two-month time period uh, into it. We said, well, we got to add that. And, and over the course of the years, it's just been a matter of demand, you know, uh, if one bow manufacturer has two colors that they're carrying and they're really popular, well, we want to make sure that we're able to, to match our quivers to those bows. And over the course of the years, we've gone from just those two patterns all the way up to, honestly, Dave, I couldn't even tell you how many. <laughs> I see it right now. It's a huge a list, man. You guys got, uh, yeah. you got, now, so I guess I would assume, and I'm, I'm going to ask this question, is the black usually the best selling one? It is. Uh, surprisingly, the black uh, is our number one seller. It's 25% of our sales. Wow. Um, and the rest of the colors are kind of mixed up yeah, uh, yeah. with the rest of that. But it's like, um, um, we do uh, get so much demand. And, and because this is manufactured here in the States, it's just manufactured from the, down the road from here, we're able to uh, you know keep lower quantities of different colors and still accommodate what everybody wants yeah i guess i'd be curious like you know the old uh, henry ford saying you can have any color you want as long as it's black i just wonder if you only <laughs> sold it in black if people would still buy it i think the answer would be yes i, I have a feeling that because black goes with everything so it's like one of those things where you don't have to be fully camoed 90 percent of the time um and it, it's it's in but don't get me wrong i love that you guys have these colors there's no, nothing wrong with the colors by any means i'm just curious you know more of a open-ended question but <laughs> if you know because people yeah. tend to get a little crazy with the colors but you know what it's interesting you guys have mossy oak real tree you have kuyu which is cool they got some really the verde is really sweet looking in here um the cryptac which is great they've done a great job opni fade awesome again uh and lost camo looks good man yeah so these these quivers are awesome. I mean, for me, I, I've have only have positive things. I've never had an issue with any of them. Um, I use them all the time, and I think they're they're very light efficient. The one thing I was so happy to see this year, you guys had that I haven't seen, and um, is the uh, you guys added the XL mounting bracket and the tree stand bracket um, and some other stuff here too. Yep. But the tree stand one for me is a big one. Usually, I put my my uh, tight spot in my backpack. I just put it upside down and drop it in. Uh, but with this tree sand thing, man, that's a big deal because of how easy it is to just pull the lever, slide it off, and then put it on. And You know what I mean? It's just a perfect system. Yeah, it, that was uh, one of those things that uh, came by the way of, you know, demand, basically. Um, I always shoot with my quiver on, no matter if I'm in a tree stand, spot, stock, where I'm at. 
Um, but we had a lot of people who were buying a tight spot quiver with the intention of taking it off and hanging it in their tree uh, and guys wanting to, a place to put it. Uh, so that's how we came up with that tree stand bracket. And, you know, I never made the assumption that I would ever use it. But once we, we came out with it, designed it, uh, tried it out, I thought, man, I'm just going to keep one of these on my, my quiver um, in, in, uh, in case I ever do need to use it. And I found out that this past spring I was down in Texas um, hunting hogs and turkeys, and I would take that bracket off and screw it into a tree and either hang my coat from it or my backpack or oh, whatever nice. it may be. Smart. Um, and so... I, the, the following trip I made down, I, I had two of them on there. That way I could hang all kinds of stuff from them. And, uh, you know, I got to thinking about it. Well, I could take this antelope on and hang it from the, the you know, the support rod inside the, the ground line and, and hang whatever it is that I want to hang from that. Uh, if I don't want to take my quiver off and, and hang my, my quiver from that bracket, um, I could, you know, put it on, screw that bracket into a tree branch next to me and hang my bow from it. Um, so there's actually a lot more uses for that bracket than just your quiver. Um, and, you know, I'd encourage guys to, to check them out, try it out with your quiver. And if you, you know, want to try to hang something else from it, you're more than welcome to it. And, uh, what's the XL mounting bracket do? Uh, the XL mounting bracket is a, a half inch longer mounting bracket than a previous version. Uh, over the last couple of years, we've noticed that some bow manufacturers are putting their accessory holes or their sight mounting holes uh, either farther forward in the riser or maybe their, you know, whatever arrow rest may be coming farther back on the bow. Um, and guys were running into clearance issues because the tight spot quiver is designed to fit behind the arrow rest closer yeah. to the string. Um, there were some, some folks who were having clearance issues, so we figured if we make that bracket just a half inch longer, that completely eliminates a lot of those issues. Nice. And so we decided, why don't we just go ahead and change the bracket, make it a, 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 an inline product, and, and run with that. And it's we've had positive results with that. So. So now, for consumers listening to the podcast who want to buy any of these things, can they do it right on your website? Yeah, I'd encourage you guys to you know to go check them out on our website. Uh, but definitely. Uh, the best place is going to be at your local pro shop that's carrying the quiver. That way you can get in there, get one on your bow, and try it out. See for yourself. See what it will do for your, your shooting. You'll notice that once you put it on your bow, you fill it full of arrows. That You can, you can you know, tilt that quiver forward and back, raise it up and down, slide it in and out. Um, and you'll, you'll be able to fine-tune the balance of your bow, get your bow to shoot the way that you want. Um, what I encourage people to do is your bow in, uh, with a uh, new quiver on there and then put, put your tight spot quiver on there. And then by changing, uh, the dynamics of the, the, you know, the up, down, in, out, forward, backward, you can get your bow to hit the same point of impact as you do with quiver off and with it on, um, which is kind of a nice little feature. Let's talk a little bit of hunting. You know, we talked a lot of business and let's get to the fun stuff. So <laughs> what, what kind of hunt you got this year? What do you got lined up? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, we're pretty fortunate here in Montana. We get uh, lots of animals to hunt and a uh, rather large, rather long season that we can chase them. I'm going to start out in August uh, hunting antelope in eastern Montana. Um, and then uh, in September, I'm going to head down to, to Wyoming with uh, Kelly, who's the national account manager here in the office. Um, he's got a, a pretty good mule deer spot, and he's going to Show me the ropes from there. I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. It'll be my first time hunting in Wyoming for mule deer. 
Um, and then uh, after that, I'll come back to Montana and, and hunt elk in uh, late September and, and into October. And then uh, in November, I'll uh, taste uh, mule deer in the rut here in Montana as well. So, how long have uh, how long have you lived in Montana? Uh, I've been here. Let's see, I'm 41 now. I've been here 20 years since I was 21. Wow, where'd you come from? What state were you in? I originally grew up in uh, Northern California in Napa Valley. Oh, well, nice so wine I, drinker. I grew up. Grew up in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Napa Valley and uh, came out to Montana on a hunt and just absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, transferred to Montana State, moved out to Montana, and never looked back. Is it is it what everybody's? I mean, is it? Well, I've never been to Montana. I've I've heard a lot of great things about it, and uh, when I think of Montana, I just think of like these images I've seen of like um, picturesque. Um, open like kind of like open plains with some um i guess beautiful open plains. i mean is that what it kind of is it really like that or is it just kind of a farce uh so i'm going to tell everybody who's listening montana <laughs> has three feet of snow it's 30 below <laughs> with 30 miles an hour wind year round no stay out <laughs> montana does have about nine months of winter that's there's no joke uh, but this time of year, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, you can, uh, you know, just look out the, the window here at the, the Rocky Mountains. And look, we have the Bridger Mountain Range right outside the, the wow. right outside of town here, and it's absolutely beautiful. That is amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, someday, someday I'll be out there. <laughs> I don't know about living, but uh, yeah. I just at least visit it and experience it you definitely got to make the trip to check it out it's, it's pretty nice is it's it uh, is it comparable to yellowstone kind of thing or no it's very similar we're only an hour north uh from yellowstone so yeah we're we're in uh, a very similar ecosystem to what yellowstone park is um we have uh, you know just a large variety of, of big game animals around here uh deer white-tailed mule deer elk antelope uh, moose, sheep, goat, bear, Jeez. turkeys. We, wow. We, we've got a large variety of it. And it Do you have black bear too? Uh, yep. Black, black and brown? Bears and grizzly. Oh, grizzly. Is grizzly and brown the same thing? Is that the same? Uh, you know, I think that they <laughs> uh, call them two different things up in Alaska. So, oh, okay. Got um, it. Yeah. Because you get Kodiaks up in there. Anyhow, all right, Joe. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining us on the, the podcast. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, if you're out there listening to this, go to tightspotquiver.com to learn more about the Tight Spot Quivers. And uh, you won't regret checking these things out. Get your local pro shop. They most likely have them there. I've seen them pretty much everywhere. So, hey, Joe, thanks a lot, man. Yep. Thanks, Dave, for thinking of us. I certainly do appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time.